reading different books, variation of books today. We're going to start with the book, Hope for Today. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your great love. Thank you for giving us your joy, your laughter. Thank you for making us exactly like you are, Lord. And thank you for the realm of, of gratitude, Lord. We thank you for our toes, our ears, our eyes, our hearing. Thank you, Lord God, for our strong hearts and making us truly in your image, Lord. We praise you and we thank you. We say thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad, for having us in your comfort zone. And we love you and we praise you and we thank you for this readings we have today. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Reading from Hope for Today, February the 2nd, says, excuse me, February the 8th. In the past, I focused on anyone but myself, my spouse, my children, my friends. I scurried around trying to meet what I perceived to be their needs, trying to make their lives orderly, comfortably, safe, and secure. I didn't see that I was still trying to control the disorder the discomfort and lack of safety and security of my own childhood was showing up. The program <clears throat> teaches me that I can not make a life a fluffy bed for others. When I keep the focus on myself, I can make my life better. First, I need to stop running away from my own fears and feelings. It is important to face them. Then I can concentrate on myself and learn how to discern what my responsibility is and what it is not. I learned that when I take responsibility for my own side of the bed and accept that the mattress may have a few lumps in it, I can rest comfortably. Thought for the day. When I keep my focus on myself, I can make my own bed as comfortable as possible. I just might give others the opportunity to do the same. Focusing on ourselves actually allows us to release other people to solve their own problems and frees us to find contentment, and even happiness for ourselves. From Survival to Recovery, page 75, I've been reading to you from an Al-Anon booklet called Hope for Today. And now, a reading from God Calling for February the 8th. On me alone, I am your Lord, your supply, you must rely on me, Trust to the last uttermost limit. Trust and be not afraid. You must depend on divine power only. I have not forgotten you. Your help is coming. You shall know and realize my power. Endurance is fate tried almost to breaking point. You must wait and trust and hope and joy in me. You must not depend on man, but on me. On me, your strength, your help, your supply. This is the great test. I am your supply or not. Every great work for me has had to have this great test time. Possess your souls in patience and rejoice. You must wait until I show the way. Heaven itself cannot contain more joy than that soul knows. When after the waiting test, I crown in victor. But no disciple of mine can be victor. victor who does not wait until I give the order to start. You cannot be anxious if you know that I am your supply. Woohoo! And now, 24 hours a day, 
February the 8th. Meditation for today. I must rely on God. I must trust Him to the limit. I must depend on the divine power in all human relationships. I will wait and trust and hope until God shows me the way. I will wait for guidance on each important decision. I will meet the test of waiting until a thing seems right before I do it. Every work for God must meet the test of time. The guidance will come if I will wait for it. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may meet the test of waiting for God's guidance. I pray that I will not go off on my own. I pray that I would get revitalized in waiting. Amen. Yeah, I do a lot of waiting. Some people might call that laziness, but I don't know. You think reading is reading takes a lot of effort. Here you go. Now we're shifting over to Jesus calling. February the 8th. I am above all things, your problems, your pain, and the swirling events in this ever-changing world. When you behold my face, you rise above circumstances and rest with me in heavenly realms. This is the way of peace, living in the light of my presence. I guarantee that you will always have problems in this life, but they must not become your focus. When you feel yourself sinking in the sea of circumstances, say, Help me, Jesus, and I will draw you back to me. If you have to say that thousands of times daily, don't be discouraged. I know your weakness, and I meet you in that very place. Amen. You know, it's really interesting. I was looking at a clip where Oral Roberts was praying for a polio sufferer. You know, I met a guy that had polio. You have a regular kid that's walking around 10 years old, and then he gets the flu, and he gets uh, he loses the mobility of his left arm or leg, and he starts to drag one. And that was my friend. I, I met him through selling life insurance, and we became good buddies. And he, uh, and I understood polio a lot better. So when I saw Oral Roberts praying for that little boy, it seems like his leg was he was on crutches. But the point I'm getting to is that he shouted and hollered to heaven, Lord, heal this boy, this pain right here. And something about loud speaking and loud shouting, like Jesus, Jesus calling, by the way, the boy did get healed. The boy said that his leg felt better, and then he started walking normally. He believed and expected to get healed. He believed and expected to be killed. So when the Jesus calling say, Jesus, help me. I hope you live by yourself. You can yell and scream like I do. You know, get it into the heavenly realm by saying, Jesus, help me. You know, it can be as, as if you're working on a project or it could be that you haven't forgiven yourself or something or you regret something or you haven't mourned something properly jesus help us amen all right moving right on what a great entry now the next book is called jesus today by sarah young and this one is not dated so i'll open it randomly it says right here proverbs 4 11, i guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths 
Proverbs 4.11. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. We are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. Romans 8.28, Amplified Bible. And Proverbs 20.24 says, A man's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand his own way? Amen, amen. A man's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand his own way? It seems to me that we are, need, are to be grateful and joyful. And then we get directed easier by the Lord with having gratitude. We keep our cup full of oil. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. I know how confused you sometimes feel and how much you long to find the way forward. You have tried so many different things. You have been so hopeful at times, yet your hope-filled paths have led you disappointment. I want you to know that I fully understand how hard your journey has been. I also assure you that I can bring good out of every bit of it. This is the way of wisdom. Trusting me, no matter what happens in your life, it is true trust that you follow me along the right path. There are many things that seem random or wrong as you go along your journey. Yet I am able to fit them all into a comprehensive plan for good, my master plan. So don't be fooled by the way things appear at a given point in time. You are looking at only a very small piece of a massive big picture. From your limited perspective, your journey may be confusing with puzzling twists and turns. However, with my limitless big picture perspective, I am indeed leading you along straight path. Woohoo! What a coincidence, huh? What a coincidence we opened up to that page where it says, I am leading you in straight path. There's a passage in Jeremiah that says to stand in the street and yelled out, Where is the good old way, the truthful way that I may walk in there? Where are the ancient pathways of good that I may walk in there? It seems like we have to prophesy into it. Uh, so it's a great way to start your day speaking loudly into the air. You know, praising the Lord Jesus Christ and saying, Where is the good path that I may walk in there today? Amen. If you can remember all that, you're a genius. Okay, our next reading for today is Your Best Life Now. Your Best Life. February the 8th. Think twice as much. Isaiah 54, 2 and 3, Amplified Bible. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you will spread abroad to the right hand and to the left. Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3, Amplified. Think twice as much. The Bible promises that Instead of your former shame, God will give us a twofold recompense. 
Isaiah 61, 7. That means if you'll keep the right attitude, God will pay you back double for your trouble. He'll add up all the injustices, all the pain and abuse that people have caused you, and he'll pay you back with twice as much joy, peace, and happiness. If you will change your thinking, God can change your life. You were born to win. You were born for greatness. You were created to be a champion in life. Our God is called El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. He is not El Chipo, the God of barely enough. He is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. Praise be to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, a reading from the book of Jabez. You know, this one should have its own chapter, but the book is so small. I'm going to try and read you. <clears throat> See how far I get in a chapter. Okay, it's the first, a little prayer, giant price. A little prayer, giant price. It says, I want to teach you how to pray. This is a preface. A daring prayer that God always answers. It is brief, only one sentence with four parts, and tucked away in the Bible. But I believe it contains the key to a life of extraordinary favor with God. This petition has radically changed what I expect from God and what I experience every day by His power. In fact, thousands of believers who are applying this truth are seeing miracles happen on a regular basis. Will you join me for a personal exploration of Jabez? I hope you will. Bruce H. Wilkinson, reading from the book, The Prayer of Jabez, Breakthrough to the Blessed Life. Here we go, chapter one. Little prayer, giant price. Jabez call on the God of Israel. The little book you're holding in is about what happens when ordinary Christians decide to reach for an extraordinary life, which, as it turns out, is exactly the kind God promises. My own story starts in the kitchen with yellow counters and Texas-sized raindrops hitting the window. It was my senior year of seminar in Dallas. Darlene, my wife, and I were finding ourselves spending more and more time thinking and praying about what would come next. Where should I throw my energy, passion, and training? What did God want us for, for us as a couple? I stood in our kitchen thinking again about our, a challenge I heard from the seminary chaplain. Dr. Richard Seumi, want a bigger vision for your life? He asked earlier that week. Sign up to be a gimper for God. In other words, sign up to be a warrior for God. Want a bigger vision for your life? A gimper, as the doctor explained, was someone who always does little more than what's required or expects in the furniture business, for example, Gimping is putting the finishing touches on the upholstery, patiently applying the ornamental extras that are a mark of quality and value. The doctor took as his text the brief, briefest of Bible biographies. 
Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, First Chronicles 4.9. Jabez wanted to be more and do more for God, and as we discover by the end of the verse 10, God granted him his request. And the verse, and the Bible story. Lord, I think I want to be a Jabez for you, I prayed as I looked out the window at the blustery spring rain. But I was puzzled. What exactly did Jabez do to rise above the rest? Why did God answer his prayer? I wondered. For that matter, why did God even include Jabez' mini profile in the Bible? Maybe it was the raindrops running down the window pane. Suddenly my thoughts ran past verse 9. I picked up my Bible and read verse 10. The prayer of Jabez, something in his prayer would explain the mystery. I had to. It had to. Pulling up a chair on the yellow counter, I bent over my Bible. And reading the prayer over and over, I searched with all my heart for the future God had for someone as ordinary as I. The next morning, again, I prayed Jabez' prayers word for word. And the next. And the next. 30, 30 years later, I haven't stopped praying. If you were to ask me what sentence other than my prayer for salvation has revolutionized my life and ministry, the most I would tell you that it was the cry of, of a warrior named Jabez who is still remembered not for what he did, for what he prayed for and for what happened next. In the pages of this little book, I want to introduce you to the amazing truth in Jabez's prayer for blessing and prepare you to expect God's outstanding answers to it as a regular part of your life experience. How did I know it will significantly impact you? How do I know? Because of my experience and the testimony of hundreds of others around the world with whom I share these principles. After the fact, after they prayed for many years, and myself. Because even more importantly, the Jabez prayers distills God's powerful will for your future. Again, the prayer of Jabez brings down God's powerful will for your future. Finally, because it reveals that your father longs to give you so much more than you may have ever thought to ask for. Just ask the man who had no future. Someone once said there is really very little difference between people, but the, that little difference makes a great deal of difference. Jabez doesn't stand astride the Old Testament like a Moses or a David or light up the books of Acts like those in the early Christians who turned the world upside down. But one thing is sure, the little difference in his life made all the difference. You could think of him as the prodigy of the genealogy, or maybe the Bible's little big man. You'll find him hiding in the least read section of one of the least read books in the Bible. The first nine chapters of First Chronicle are taken up with official family tree of the Hebrew tribes, beginning with Adam and proceeding through Thousands of years to Israel's return from captivity. Talk about boring. The long list of unfamiliar and difficult names, more than 500 of them, are likely to make even the bravest Bible student turn back. Take chapter 4. The descendants of Judah, Perez, 
Hezron and Carmi, and her and Shobal, and then that's just the beginning. Ahumai, Ishma, Idibash, Hazeleponi, Anub. I forgive you if you're suddenly considering putting this little book aside and reaching for your TV remote. But stay with me because 44 names into the chapter, a, a story suddenly breaks through. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and that you will keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested, First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. It says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. In the next verse, the roll call for the tribe of Judah picks up as if nothing has happened. Chelu, Shuah, Mehir. Something about this man, Jabez, had caused the historian to pause in, in Midron, clear his throat, and switch tactics. Ah, wait a minute, he seems to interject. You just got to know something about this guy named Jabez. He stands head and shoulders above the rest. What was the secret to the enduring reputation of Jabez? You can sh search from front to back in your Bible, as I have, and you won't find any more information than we have in these two brief verses. Things started badly for a person no one had ever heard of. He prayed an unusual one-sentence prayer. Things ended extraordinarily well. Clearly, the outcome could be traced to his prayer. Something about Jabez's simple, direct request to God changed his life and left a permanent mark on the history books of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand will be with me and that you would keep me from evil. At first glance, the four requests may strike you as sincere, sensible, even noble, but not terribly remarkable. Yet, just under the surface of each lies a giant paradigm, paradigm, paradigm breaker that runs exactly opposite to the way you and I usually think. In the past to come, I want to show you just how dramatically each of Jabez's requests can release something miraculous in your life. When was the last time God worked through you in such a way that you knew beyond a doubt that God had done it? In fact, when was the last time you saw miracles happen on a regular basis in your life? If you're like most believers I met, you wouldn't know how to ask for that kind of experience. Or even if you should. What I have to share with you has been opening up lives to God's mighty working for many years. 
Recently, I was in Dallas, Texas on the Jabez blessing to an audience of 9,000. Later, over lunch, a man said to me, Bruce, I heard you preach the message of Jabez 15 years ago, and I haven't stopped praying it. The change has been so overwhelming. I just have never stopped. Across the table, another friend agreed. He said he'd been praying Jabez's little prayer for 10 years with similar results. The man next to him, I heard a heart surgeon from Indianapolis, said he had been praying it for five. I told them, friends, I've been praying Jabez for more than half my life. Because you're reading this book, I believe you share my desire to reach for a life that will be more honorable to God not that you wish others to reach for less, but for you, nothing but God's fullest blessing will do. When you, when you stand before him to give you an accounting, your deepest is to hear. Again. When you stand before him to give your accounting, your deepest longing is to hear, well done. God really does have unclaimed blessings waiting for you. My friend, I know it sounds impossible, even embarrassingly suspicious in our self-serving day, yet that very exchange you want by God's plenty has been his longing will for your life from eternity past. And with a handful of core commitments on your part, you can proceed from this day forward with the confidence and expectation that your Heavenly Father will Bring it to pass for you. Think of it this way. Instead of standing near the river's edge asking for a cup of water to get through the, each day, you'll do something unthinkable. You will take the little prayer with the giant price and jump into the river. At that moment, you will begin to let the loving currents of God's grace and power carry you along. God's great plan for you will surround you and sweep you forward into the profoundly important and satisfying life he has waiting. If that is what you want, keep reading. Amen. That was the first ch chapter. Our next chapter is called, So Why Not Ask? And that'll be for tomorrow. I have one more book to read. It's called Streams in the Desert for February the 8th. We'll see if it's positive or good. February the 8th. Surely I am with you always. Matthew 28, 20. Surely I am always with you. Never look ahead to the changes and challenges of this life in fear. Instead, as they arise, look at them with full assurance that God, whose you are, will deliver you out of them. Hasn't he kept you safe up to now? So hold his loving hand tightly and he will lead you safely through all things. And when you cannot stand, he will carry you in his arms. Do not look ahead for what may happen tomorrow. The same everlasting Father who cares for you today will take care of your tomorrow and every day. Either he will shield you from suffering or he will give you unwavering strength that you may bear it. Be at peace, then set aside all anxious thoughts and worries. Francis D. DeSales. The Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23, 1. Not was, not may be, nor will be. The Lord is my shepherd. He is on Sunday, Monday, and through every day of the week. 
He is in January and December and every month of the year. He is with them at home and in China. He is during peace. He's during peace or war and in times of abundance or, or poverty. Hudson Taylor. Amen. He will silence. He will silently plan for you his object of omission care. God himself undertakes to be your pilot through each subtle snare. He will silently plan for you, so certainly he cannot fail. Rest on the faithfulness of God. In him you surely will prevail. He will silently plan for you some wonderful surprise. Of love, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, but it has kept for you above. He will silently plan for you. His purpose will are unfolding. Your tangled life will shine at last. A masterpiece of skill untold. He will silent plan. He will silently plan for you. Happy child of a father's care, as if no claim his love, but you alone to him were dear. As if no other claim his love, for you're the only child to him very dear. That was a poem from Mary Grimes. Whatever our fate says, God is, he will be. Whatever our faith says, God is, he will be. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you for coming out here today and me shouting and all the neighbors looking into the backyard. God bless you and get out there and let's give them heaven. Amen. Boom, 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 boom. All right, all right, all right. Light ahead. God calling February the 7th. Trust and be not afraid. Life is full of wonder. Open child trusting eyes to all I am going to doing for you. To all I am doing for you. Fear not. Only a few steps more and then my power shall be seen and known. You are yourself now walking in the tunnel darkness. Soon you yourself shall be lights to guide feet that are afraid. The cries of your suffering have pierced even to the ears of God himself. My Father in heaven, your Father in heaven, to hear with God is to answer, for only a cry from the heart, a cry to divine power to help human weakness, a trusting cry ever reaches the ear divine. Remember, trembling heart, that with God to hear is to answer. Your prayers, and they have been many, are answered. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Beautiful, wonderful words of life. Our prayers are answered, folks. Now, here's the 24-hour little book. This is what it says on that particular reading. Just uh, that it's formatted for alcoholics, for alcoholics. Meditation for the day. Only a few more steps and then 
God's power shall be seen and known in my life. I am now walking in darkness, surrounded by the limitations of space and time. But even in this darkness, I can have faith and can be a light to guide those that are afraid, whose feet are afraid. I believe that God's power will break through the darkness and my prayers will pierce even to the ears of God himself. But only a cry from the heart, a trusting cry ever pierces that darkness and reaches to the divine ear of God. I pray that the divine power of God will help my human weakness. I pray that my prayers may reach through the darkness to the ears of God. Amen. And now for one of our favorite books is Jesus Calling for February the 7th. So let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will, thy ways be done on earth, in my life, in this temple, as it is in heaven. Give us this day the strength, the joy, the enthusiasm, the power, the love, the success for our daily tasks. And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but show us the right way in the good old way, the ancient way in how to walk and how to act and how to receive and believe and bless others. And keep us from the evil one, Lord. Protect us by the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Give us that wisdom to see the evil one plain and trying to lure us into his nonsense, Lord. Thank you for keeping us alive and well. In your name, for your glory and your honor, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God calling. Come to me for rest and refreshment. The journey has been too much for you, and you are born weary. Do not be ashamed of your exhaustion. Instead, see it as an opportunity for me to take refuge, to take you to refuge, and to take charge of your life. Remember that I can fit everything into a pattern for good, including the things you wish were different. Start with where you are at this point in time and space, accepting that this is where I intended for you to be. You will get through today one step, one moment at a time. Your main responsibility is to remain attentive to me, letting me guide you through the many choices along your pathway. This sounds like an easy assignment, but it is not. Your desire to live in my presence goes against the grain of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Much of your weariness results from your constant battle against these opponents. However, you are on the path of my choosing, so do not give up. Hope in me, for you will again praise me for the help of my presence. Again, hope in me. For you will again praise me for the help of my presence. Amen. You might as well hope, folks. I might as well hope because I wake up in the morning and hope is still there with me. The presence of the Lord is still with me. And I said, boy, I could have done better. I could have stopped weeping, wimping, and acting on faith when the devil was beating on me last night. I could have chose to praise the Lord. I could have chose to say, 
start singing one of the powerful songs that brings the presence of God into my life and has pulled me out of many scrapes. And that's the song that is found in Psalms 18, verse 3. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and blessed be the rock of my salvation. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Come on, choir. Chime in with me. I will call upon the Lord. I will call upon the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised? Who is worthy to be praised? So shall I be saved from my enemy. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and blessed be the rock of my salvation. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Amen. Remember, the Lord is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider, my provider. Say, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Say, Jehovah Rapha, my healer. Say, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my peace. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd. Jehovah Tishkinu, the Lord, my righteousness. Jehovah Yeshua, the Lord, my salvation. Okay, let's do that again. Jehovah Yahweh Joshua, the Lord, my salvation. Yahweh Tishkinu, the Lord, my righteousness. Yahweh Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord, my peace. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord, my banner. Yahweh Rapha, the Lord, my healer. Yahweh Jireh, the Lord, my provider. In all essence, remember that's what this says in a nutshell, that my daddy is rich and is well known all over the world. That's what it's saying. Remember the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. For the Lord says, For I know the plans I have for you, child. I am declaring this, the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. And remember, stay strong. For our duty is to be like Jesus Matthew 4.23 Jesus was going throughout all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. Amen. Reading for today from Jesus Today 
The Lord will fight for you. Need only to be still. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Stop and wait on the Lord until you're strengthened. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46, 10. Boy, that one is a huge promise. That's like, how do you do that? I heard that as you, you're still in the grass with your feet on the ground and you're determined to wait on the Lord and the peace of God and try to control the running of your mind, being still and practice being still, maybe with a pen and paper waiting for God to give you something. Be still and know that I am God till you know, till the strength comes. I will be exalted among your temple or your body and your muscles and your sinews and your plates and your blood. I will be exalted inside you among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth of all the ingredients I have made. You will shine with my light on you. Psalm 46.10 The mind of sinful man is deaf. It keeps imagining death. Notice that? But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, why am I thinking? Why am I not thinking life and peace? Why am I thinking death? Well, it's just as well. Might as well be thinking life and peace. Romans 8, 6. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91, 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. There is our goal, folks. There is my goal to dwell under the shelter of the Most High and feel His love, feel His rest, feel His presence in the shadow of the Almighty. Wait for the Lord. Be of good cheer, for He shall trample the enemy. Amen. I will fight for you, says the Lord. You need only to be still. I know how weary you are, my child. You have been struggling just to keep your head above water, and your strength is running low. Now is the time for you to stop striving and let me fight for you. I know this is not easy for you to do. You feel as you must keep struggling in order to survive. But I'm calling you to rest in me. I'm working on your behalf. So be still and know that I am God. Quieting your body is somewhat challenging for you. But stilling your mind may often seem downright impossible. In your striving to feel secure, you have relieved, relied too heavily on your own thinking. This struggle to be in control has elevated your mind to a position of autonomy. So you need the intervention of the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to control your mind more and more, soothing you from the inside out, taking time to rest in the shadow of the Almighty while I fight for you. Woohoo! Amen, amen. <clears throat> and now a reading from our sponsor, Streams in the Desert. February the 7th. 
Why are you downcast, O my soul? Psalm 43, 5. That's from King David. King David is talking to his soul. Fernando talks to himself in the mirror. He said, hey, why the, why the low face? Cheer up. I, Fernando, talk to myself. I say, force yourself to act enthusiastic and you will have a better chance of achieving your goals because you're acting by faith. And you will become enthusiastic. Force yourself to act enthusiastic and you will become enthusiastic. For 10 minutes a day, I talk to myself and cheer myself up. Say, why are you downcast, O my soul? Rejoice in the Lord and sing songs unto him. What do you have to lose? Or to be a baby and cry and say, it's not working. It's not when I don't put anything on the stove. I will put resources in the stove so God will have his word, my actions, and my faith to burn on and to bless it and to make it grow for the choice and the direction that I had taken to choose for. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it. I will be glad in it. Hallelujah. Amen. Get excited about these things. You got to be assertive. You got to go into it boldness into faith the the wild take it by force hallelujah all right getting back to streams of the desert why are you downcast says david oh my soul to himself psalm 43 5 is there any reason to be downcast actually there are two reasons but only two if we were still unbelievers we would have a reason to be downcast. Or if we have been converted but continue to live in sin, we are downcast as a consequence. Ooh, pretty cool, huh? Except for these two conditions, there is never a reason to be downcast. For everything else, be brought to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Philippians 4, 6, okay? For everything else may be brought to God And through all our times of need, difficulty, and trials, we may exercise faith in the power and love of God. Put your hope in God, Psalm 43, 5. Please remember, there is never a time when we cannot hope in God. Whatever our need or however great our difficulty may be, even when our situation appears to be impossible, Our work is to hope in God. Our hope will not be in vain. And in the Lord's own timing, help will come. Oh, the hundreds, even the thousands of times I have found this to be true in the past 70 years and four months of my life. When it seems impossible for help to come, it did come. For God has his own unlimited resources. In 10,000 different ways and at 10,000 different times, God's help may come to us. Our work is to lay our petition before the Lord and in childlike simplicity to pour out our hearts before Him, saying, I do not deserve that you should hear me and answer my request, but for the sake of my precious Lord Jesus, for His sake, answer my prayer and give me grace to wait patiently until it pleases you to grant my petition. For I believe you will do it in your own time and way. 
Amen. Let's say that again. Let's say it all together. I do not deserve that you should hear me and answer my prayers, Lord. For the sake of my precious Lord Jesus and the cross, for his sake, answer our prayers and give us the grace to wait patiently until it pleases you to grant our petitions. For we believe you will do it in your own time and ways, and we thank you ahead of time for it. Amen. For I will yet praise him, Psalm 43, 5. More prayer, more exercising of our faith, more singing, more patience, waiting leads to blessings, abundant blessings. I have found it to be true many hundreds of times, and therefore I continue to say to myself, put your hope in God. It's an article by George Mueller. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. And now, a reading from another sponsor. What we have here is a means of communications for Christians, by Christians, by the Holy Spirit, by God's love for us. He sends us right words for right at the right time. Be a new creation. Therefore, as anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Ferry the seventh. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is born again in Christ, he is a new creation. The old may wimp and cry and want its ways and be like a child, but the new man has come, the victorious new man, that's in Jesus Christ, born again inside of a man or a woman. Because of their disobedience and lack of faith, the Israelites wandered in a desertness for 40 years. How sad. God had prepared a place of great abundance, a place of great freedom for his people, but they had been beaten down by their oppressors for so long, mistreated and taken advantage of. Now, even though God wanted a better life for each of them, they couldn't conceive it. Do you feel as though you're spinning your wheels in life rather than moving forward with an attitude of faith, expecting good things? Are you allowing obstacles to stand between you and your destiny? It's time to let go of past hurts, pains, or failures. Refuse to be counted among the doubters. Trust God to lead you in the right direction as you break through the barriers of your past. Amen. That was from Joel Osteen. Your life, best life today. Amen and amen. I got one more book. Don't go away. This one's called The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkinson. I read, I read this book in 2000. And I was exercising this prayer, praying, praying, praying. I ended up buying five acres with a up in the mountains in Oroville called Goldville, North of California. Would you believe that? Good price. I just wanted to give you, uh, it says right here, I want to teach you how to pray a daring prayer that God always answers. It is brief, only one sentence with four parts and tucked away in the Bible. But I believe it contains the key to a life of extraordinary favor with God. 
This petition has radically changed what I expect from God and what I experience every day by His power. In fact, thousands of believers who are applying its truth are seeing miracles happening on a regular basis. Will you join me for a personal exploration of Jabez? I hope you will. Bruce H. Wilkerson in his book, The Prayer of Jabez, Breaking Through to the Blessed Life. Number one, New York bestsellers back then. And let me read a couple other quotations they have right here. It says, To all who like those Christians in the book of Acts, look at who they are now and who they'll never be and what they can do now and what they'll never be able to do and still ask God for the world. (laughs) And without the friendship, commitment, and skill of my writing partners, this would not be possible. I'm so thankful that the Lord has brought us together. Amen. And I'm thankful that the Lord has brought you and I together. With our faith, we can make a beam to heaven and light. So let's go ahead and pray the prayer together. You and I, I'll say it once. And then we can say it together. Uh, where is that prayer? Okey-doke. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. First Chronicles 4.9. You can say we are more honorable than the regular Joel. Just look at we're digging in. And you're honoring the word of life. No matter what the vehicle that is bringing this to you. I may be haphazard, but I'm getting the message to you. So here you go. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brother. Let's go ahead and say our first name. Now Fernando was more honorable than his brothers. First Chronicles 4.9. Fernando wanted to be more and do more for God. And as we discovered by the end of verse 10, God granted him his request. The end of the verse, the end of Bible story. Lord, I think I want to be a winner for you, a gimper. I pray as I look out the window at the blustery spring rain, but I was puzzled. What exactly did Jabez do to rise above the rest? Why did God answer his prayer, I wonder? For that matter, why did God even include this prayer in the mini profile in the Bible? Amen. So the prayer is, still looking for it, folks. I know it by heart, but let me let me say it properly. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, that you would bless me in action, indeed, in my faith. And enlarge my territory. Give me lots of per- opportunity to go forward and mess things up and make things right and continue to go forward. That your hand will be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Amen. Okay, again, it says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. That your hand will be with me and that you will keep me from evil. Again, repeat it after me. Say, Oh, that you would bless me indeed And enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and that you will keep me from evil. And the Bible says that God answered that prayer in Jesus' name. 
I kind of tweak it myself and I say it in this way. Oh, Father, that you would bless me indeed with your plan and your program, that you give me lots and lots opportunities and resources, that your anointing and your hand will be with me, that you will cover me with the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and that you will keep me from all evil, and God will perform what I requested. Amen. Seems like the Father listens to our prayers, and as the, and God goes into actions to get some accomplished. Amen. This little book is an amazing book, The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkinson. All right, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. I really believe that we're getting somewhere because God is standing here right next to us and blessing as we move into his kingdom and into his glory and his honor. And remember, 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Amen. Become good turnovers. Like uh, you're, you're in the oven and you're turning it over. Turnovers. Discipline ourselves to pray and to learn how to turn it over and give it over to God and place it in his hands and then stand up and then I left it there for 24 hours. I'll be back again to pray the next day. Turn it over. Put it in God's hands one day at a time. In Jesus' name, and we praise him and thank him all the day long. I love you. God bless you. Give him heaven, folks. <laughs>